Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. The word grace is one of the most important words in the vocabulary of every believer. It is essential to understand that every believer needs God's grace every day. The grace of God and the saving of your soul was glorious and eternally praiseworthy. But our need of grace does not end a justification. Let me give you several clear Bible examples that demonstrate every believer's daily need for God's grace. Romans 1.7, to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This blessing of grace to you is extended by Paul to the reader in every one of the epistles that bears his name. Paul repeatedly confirms that believers need God's grace. 2 Corinthians 12.9 And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. This verse confirms the need and the supply of God's grace in our daily lives. Hebrews 4.16 Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Believers must have grace to help in time of need. For a long time, I found it difficult to define grace in this context of daily living. I could explain that in salvation, grace is the opposite of works. It is the gift of God. And I've often used probably the best-known definition of grace, God's unmerited favor. But when I saw grace referred to in statements like, grace to you, my grace is sufficient for thee, and grace to help in time of need, my understanding of exactly what grace is was much more general and vague. Finally, I came to understand two truths about grace in the life of the believer that have enabled me to grasp its precise meaning ever since. And I want to share those two truths with you right here. The first has to do with the recipients of grace, and the second with the provision of grace. To have a solid understanding of God's grace in the everyday life of the believer, you must understand that grace is always focused on the undeserving. Sometimes we'll pray, Lord, I don't deserve your grace. And that prayer is somewhat of a redundancy, because if you did deserve it, it wouldn't be grace. God's grace flies in the face of what seems fair. Here's an illustration of grace. A school teacher walks into her classroom with a handful of graded tests from the previous day. She gives each student his or her test and announces, Raise your hand if you received a passing grade. Half the class raises their hands. Then she says, Now raise your hand if you failed the test. The rest of the class raises their hands. And then the teacher says, I have a king-sized Twix bar for everyone who failed the test. Wait, what? That's not fair. Everything within you screams, that's not right. Maybe it's not, but that's grace. Grace 
is exclusively for the undeserving. The students who passed the test may have earned the Twix bars, but they could not receive them by grace. It's been my experience that the hardest part of leading most people to Christ is to convince them that they are completely undeserving. Because even the people who don't think they're good enough to go to heaven still seem to think that they could be if they tried a little harder. But no one can ever be deserving of heaven. Forgiveness and eternal life are only for the undeserving, by grace. Jesus told the religious people, I'm not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Weren't the religious people sinners too? Of course they were. But because they still thought they were deserving of God's blessings, they didn't qualify for God's grace. Grace is exclusively for the undeserving. And that's still true after we're saved. Everything God gives to us and does for us is by His grace. We don't deserve it. The second element in understanding God's grace is knowing what grace provides for us. And the answer to that is astounding. Grace provides the undeserving with everything that God has. Listen to Ephesians 2.7, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Grace gives us everything that we need through the supply of everything that God has, the exceeding riches of his grace. You may not know specifically what you'll need to get through any given day. But if you'll begin each day by humbling yourself and asking God, Lord, please give me grace to handle everything I face today, the riches of God's grace will equip you and empower you to overcome every obstacle. Christian, all the riches of God's grace are at the disposal of the undeserving. That's you and me. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.